الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد وعن أبي سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم المهدي مني أجل الجبهة أقنى الأنف يمنأ الأرض قسطا وعدلا and the rest of our uh, dear friends here. The Mahdi is always, radiallahu anhu, has always been um, a very controversial figure in terms of uh, his what people are trying to what people are trying to do with the Mahdi and because a lot of the sectarian groups that have come so far and may still come Mahdi radiallahu anhu seems to be a very important figure for them one of the reasons possibly for that is the although there's over 200 hadith about it I'll cover some of them today but there are over 200 narrations from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam directly and then from the Sahaba and other quotes, other athar like that. But because of some ambiguity with them and maybe no clear mention in Sahih al-Bukhari or Sahih Muslim with his name, radiallahu anh, there's a lot of people who've tried to co-opt him. So for example, we have the Shias who have taken Muhammad ibn Hassan al-Askari and said that he is the Mahdi and he's hiding and he's going to be coming out. He's in a ghar, he's in a cave somewhere in Samarra in Iraq apparently. And then of course you have um, the Ghulam Ahmed of Qadian who had made similar claims. I remember once listening to a radio interview in which it were, I can't remember which of the leaders, it was either the current leader or the one previous to this of the Qadiani movement and one person asked a very good question. He said um, if you're saying that your grandfather was the the awaited Mahdi or Isa in fact he went up to Isa beyond Mahdi went to Isa as well and said he claimed to be the Messiah he said the traditions the hadith etc they tell us that when Isa comes the Dajjal has to be there as well because Isa will kill the Dajjal so we haven't seen a Dajjal so how can Isa have come how can the, the Prophet Jesus have come which you're claiming uh, your grandfather to be how can how can that be the case when the jal hasn't been around so the the answer that he gave was very interesting he said jin aakhon ne isa jin aakhon ne isa alaihi salam it's just a clever it's just a a clever answer that's what it is but basically mahdi radiyallahu anhu the reason he's called Mahdi, that's not going to be his name. His name apparently is going to be either Ahmed or Muhammad ibn Abdullah from the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have numerous ahadiths that describe that his name will be just like mine as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. But the word Mahdi is a title. The Mahdi means the guided one. His, uh, one title is Mahdi, another title is Jabir. So uh, Mahdi means the guided one by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially in those very turbulent times. Now let us understand a bit of why Mahdi radiallahu anhu has come, when he's going to come. Among the signs of the Day of Judgment, which pretty much started at, at the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's uh, demise from this world, when the, uh, when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
departed from this world, that was considered to be one of the first signs and then there were other signs. And throughout history we've had many many signs. So the ulama have distinguished the signs between the minor and the major. And one of the ways to understand minor and major, as opposed to something just small and something great, is that the minor signs are those which will, be in di uh, which will manifest themselves around the world in different places, in different intensities. So for example, disobedience to parents, that's a minor sign. The prevalence of dancing people and singing and, and nudity and so on and so forth. You get that more in some areas as opposed to others. There's more disobedience to parents in some areas as opposed to others. And so on and so forth. Numerous uh, signs like that. So in terms of that, the description of the major signs are those which will become a global phenomena. So after all of the minor signs, there's numerous minor signs, after that you come to the major signs. And the first of the major signs is the Mahdi radiallahu an. But he will come in tandem because as soon as he comes and his army is being prepared, he, there, there's one opinion which says that he'll be born in Medina Munawwara. Another opinion says that he'll come from the east at the head of a huge army. So there are various opinions to where he's going to exactly hail from. But he is the first of the major signs, a global phenomenon, because after that the world will not be the same again. After that the situation of the world will not be the same again ever. Because once he comes, Dajjal would, have then soon, Dajjal would then soon arrive and start his corruption around the world. And that's a long story and maybe somebody else is going to speak about the Dajjal. But Mahdi an would be at the head of an army and there'll be a Sufyani apparently and there's different versions of this. There'll be uh, the, uh, in some narrations and not all of them are Sahih necessarily. But there are descriptions of various different leaders that will be at loggerheads with one another. And Mahdi an will be at the head of the army of the Haq and the truth. So when he comes, eventually he will, he will be, the, the story goes and there are, as I said, many narrations to sift through here. But one of them say, says that many ulama, because of the turbulence around the world and the situation with the, with the ummah around the world being on fire, basically, they would have come for hajj. As a lot of people go for hajj, a lot of ulama go for hajj. And some of the top ulama of the world, most influential ones, the greatest of the ulama would have come for hajj. And approximately seven of them, this is as mentioned by Barzanji in his Al-Isha, Fi Ashrati Sa'a. And he mentions that approximately seven of them will suddenly, coincidentally, God incidentally come together. And they'll say, we need to find Mahdi radiallahu because the situation has now basically become extreme. So they, will, they would have come from different parts with huge followings and they will suddenly come together and they'll decide we need to find him now. So they will, uh, th there are numerous descriptions mentioned in the hadith about him. So they, they will eventually single out a person and they will try to, and he will try to run away from the individual who's supposed to be the Mahdi radiallahu he will run away from, he'll escape. So they will chase him to, they will basically find him in Makkah first, but then he will go to Medina Munawwara, and this is around Hajj time. Three times this will happen, Makkah, Medina, Makkah uh, to Medina Munawwara, Medina Munawwara to Makkah, and then so on. And eventually, they say that they will say to him that this is your responsibility. Allah knows best, but they said this is his responsibility, this is your responsibility, and then they will take the bay'ah, and then after that, the world will never be the same again, because the entire world will see a lot of differences taking place after that. Eventually, he will end up with the Muslim army in Damascus, in the masjid, 
which is the Umawi Masjid. Now that was built by Walid ibn Abdul Malik uh, in the first century. Uh, he, he was one of the Umayyads, uh, Abdul Malik ibn Marwan's son. He, he built the Masjid. Amazing Masjid. It's actually, there are, it's a very, very large Masjid and there's a huge community all around it. On one side, uh, which is the side where Imam Ghazali rahmatullah, used to have his uh, retreat uh, place. I, when we studied there, that's where we used to study with Shaykh Abdul Razak al-Halabi rahimahullah. On that side. On the opposite side is the eastern side. And the eastern side has a white minaret. And I remember we could never go in there because it was closed. And what's interesting is that behind that minaret, behind that corner of the masjid, the opposite corner of the Sukh al-Hamidiyya as it is, is the Christian area of Damascus, behind that. And that is apparently the minaret uh, which it says that Manaratul Bayda, that Isa alayhi salam will descend on this minaret uh, in, in, in Damascus. Mahdi radiallahu would have already been there, the iqama would have been given, the famous hadith, the, the iqama would have already been given. And Mahdi, uh, Isa alayhi salam would have descended and people will obviously notice who he is. The Christians are there, the Jews are there. And everybody's waiting. So it's, look, it's like, it's imminent, it seems, that Isa is going to come. And when he comes, they will say, okay, now you lead the prayer. So that's the, the famous hadith that's mentioned, that you lead the prayer. But Mahdi, uh, sorry, Isa is saying, no, it was the, the iqama was given for one of you, for your imam. And that, they say, is referring to, obviously, the Mahdi radiallahu anhu. So that's up to where Mahdi radiallahu anhu will do his main task. After that, Isa alayhi salam will obviously take over and be the, uh, be the main person. But then some, some narrations or, or some uh, understandings also mention that it, was a, it, it will actually be Mahdi who will continue with Isa alayhi salam there as well. But then you don't hear much about Mahdi radiallahu anhu. According to many of the narrations, Mahdi radiallahu anhu will be around for seven years, meaning his prominence in terms of him leading the ummah will be for around, around seven years. From there, they will actually find out that Dajjal is going to Jerusalem. So they will go to Jerusalem from there, and eventually Isa will, will, kill the, uh, will kill the Dajjal in Jerusalem. Now going back to Mahdi radiallahu anhu, as I mentioned, because there's so much ambiguity about him, I remember in the 90s, I read a book. It was called The Mahdi, written by a Western author. I think his name is Quinnell or something like that. It's a very interesting, really a massive conspiracy story. And there are numerous reviews on it. It's, it's a made-up story. But just to show you the importance of Mahdi an in terms of determining the future of the Ummah as such. Right? That's why I mentioned this story. It mentions in there that the CIA and the MI6 get together and they basically try to find a guy who they want to convince that he's the Mahdi, but he's their stooge. And they find a guy like that and they make it so realistic for him that he is supposed to offer a sacrifice of a lamb or a goat or something like that. And the, he's been hearing voices. right? Now this is a time when there were no cell phones, no mobile phones and things like that. So essentially the story is that this is set in the 1980s. So he's saying that he's, gonna, he's being made to, he, he goes into a cave and he's been made to hear voices. Basically there's just speakers placed there. I don't know if anybody else has re read that book. Um, and so he hears voices that you're going to be chosen and so on. And you know, you get people like that. You know, you had people just recently in Pakistan last year who claimed to be the next prophets. Right, so you have people like that. Anyway, imposters, there are going to be a certain number anyway. And then he's supposed to give a sac to make this ma uh, to make this really real. 
They say that he's, he's, gonna, he's, going, he's told that you have to give a sacrifice. And if this sacrifice is accepted and you are the Mahdi, then there will be a light that will come, a laser, a light that will come from the heavens and it will basically burn this or it will strike it. And the whole idea is that from a satellite, they were going to send a laser beam to a receiver that was inside that animal. Have you read that book? You sound like you read it. Okay. So the KGB gets involved. Right? So they're going to try to undermine this. And then they, they see that it's a great plot. So they want a part of it. And then after that, it all falls apart. Right? But just, that's just to give you an idea. And some of the reviews on that book is that if only this could have been plausible and if only this could have been a reality. That's what a lot of the reviewers were saying, then we would have dealt with a lot of the Muslim Ummah basically. That just shows you the importance of uh, the position of Mahdi. And even today, the major conspiracy theories, numerous reviews, reports, documentaries uh, on YouTube and other places about these signs of Mahdi. In fact, you will probably know yourself in the last 15 to 20 years, how many predictions, how many predictions there have been for the signs of Mahdi radiallahu an that he's going to come and I think the last one was two from the, the last one I remember was 207 there was a scholar would come there was a Mawlana who would come from South Africa and he mashallah gave a lot of insight and he predicted that it was going to be around 2007 uh, 2007 I can't remember exactly and 2007 went and he hasn't he hasn't come yet I remember we asked our Hazrat Maulana Hashim Sahib Damat Barakatuhum about the money when we were still studying about the signs because you always hear that there are signs that he's been born now because remember Mahdi radiallahu while he may be born he's only going to be revealed as the Mahdi as the Mahdi as the position of the Mahdi when he's 40 years of age so technically he could be born but personally speaking I'm not waiting for him right a lot of people they have such a pessimistic attitude towards the world that they think it's the worst situation we're in now and it cannot become any better and that's why only Mahdi is needed now to come and solve the situation that's a very defeatist attitude because then we're just saying we've outsourced it to Mahdi we don't have to do anything and the Ummah if you read I would suggest everybody read Shaykh Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi Rahmatullah's Saviors of Islamic Spirit especially the first volume because what it shows you in that first volume, the first seven centuries are covered of the ups and downs of the Muslim Ummah. Of the ebbs and flows. Of the difficulties. And then Allah sending somebody. And we had some situations with the Tartars for example and other situations where it was much worse than now. In Baghdad alone a million Muslims were killed when the, when, when the Tartars came in. And that was shock and awe. Right? Compared to current times. Current times are bad, but that was even worse. The Khalifa was killed along with, uh, along with a million people in, in Baghdad. We lost Masjid Laksa for over 90 years. There was a cross on top of the Qubba to Sahra. So we mustn't lose hope. We have to do our part. That's very, very important. That's why Allah has kept this veil from us. I personally, I wouldn't want to be there. Maybe I'm wrong in this, but this is my understanding that when he comes because when he comes Dajjal is gonna come and Dajjal is Sharru Ghaibin Yuntadar one of the worst of the unseen realities that are being awaited 
the fitna that's going to be there. I mean, just think of any, any temptations for you today and how difficult it is for us to manage those temptations, deal with them. That time it's going to be much more complicated. So I don't want to be around. I'd rather die on Iman before that with, with security. We ask for Husnul Khatima for us. And, and, and for, you know, for all of us. But these challenges are on. That's what gives you an understanding uh, of the Mahdi radiallahu The final point I want to make is that, of course, there's, then there's a lot of people who've actually completely denied the Mahdi radiallahu That there's no such thing. But as I mentioned, there are numerous ulama who've written and compiled, uh, there's no need to give you all of the names of the books, on... Uh, all of the ahadith related uh, to Mahdi radiallahu is over 200 narrations which at, with at least a handful uh, from uh, the Prophet sallallahu directly clearly they may not be in Sahih al-Bukhari Sahih Muslim directly with his name but there are in the other Sunan and there are definitely ahadith in Bukhari uh, in Muslim which indicate towards him and he can't indicate towards anybody else except him because of the descriptions are so vivid I remember once I went into a shop I was just having a discussion and a person said there is no Mahdi there are people out there who are denying, I mean, there's people out there who are denying the coming back of Isa alayhi salam. So Mahdi is a, Mahdi radiallahu an, you know, can more easily be denied by people if that's the case. So Mahdi radiallahu has been distorted, he's been co-opted, he's been basically uh, 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 then disowned and, and disregarded as well. Our belief is in him and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us iman and to grant us illumination and grant us a clear understanding of, of these things. I'm, I'm really glad, mashallah, that is this the first khatmi nabut in primarily in English? Second. It's the second one. Not That's very good, mashallah. That's very good because until now, a lot of people out there just felt it was an Urdu-Pakistani issue or Indian issue. So now, inshallah, the mainstream will take this on and they will become much more educated about this. So you'll become a bigger, inshallah, a biggest, uh, inshallah, a much bigger uh, movement, inshallah. Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil